0: Tonight we discuss the battle of the sexes, are men better than women or are women better than men? I'm Roaming Millennial and you're watching Uncensored. Welcome back to the show. Today, we are discussing toxic masculinity, or at least what some people perceive to be toxic masculinity. Now, in our last episode, we discussed rapid-onset gender dysphoria, something which, according to the APA, the American Psychological Association, uh, is, is a questionable theory that posits that children, uh, young teens in particular, might be susceptible to embracing concepts of gender dysphoria depending on who their friends are and what media they look at. Now, it's funny because the APA, you would think that a board of psychologists would embrace some sort of empiricism or, or, or clinical studies when it comes to things like gender dysphoria. Now with me today is my producer, Liam. And Liam, you dabble in psychology. You're interested yeah. in it. You study it. Um, what What is wrong <laughs> with psychologists?
1: I don't know that there's much wrong with it uh, compared to other academia. I just think it's one of the ones that is kind of on the verge of social sciences. And a lot of the social sciences have taken...
0: Progressive like, approach. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, I'm interested in people like... Jordan Peterson, and the, like psychology as a field can be very empirical. It, it can be as relevant as a, a lot of other, um, mm. I guess, especially medical sciences and things like well, that. Well, cer- certain fields Depending, yeah yes, Certain yeah. fields of psychology, you know, you can do um, definitely uh, clinical studies and things like that. It can be very quantitative, not at all wishy-washy yet. You know, within this, especially when it comes to gender... We're seeing a lot of that whole progressive bent seeping in, which is scary because these people, um, they're kind of who are responsible for helping those who are struggling with mental health issues. So, I mean, to see them fall so far into this ideology is scary. If you haven't seen that episode yet, it's its really eye-opening. i It's out now. You can check it out on Blaze TV. Um, but... This episode, we're discussing something new from the APA, another hot take, I guess you could say. Um, As reported by the New York Times, traditional masculinity can hurt boys say new APA guidelines. This article by J.C. Fortin reads that, quote, the American Psychological Association has released several guides for psychologists who work with people belonging to certain groups, members of ethnic and linguistic minorities, for example, or women and girls. It did not have a guide for working with males, in part because they were historically considered the norm. But in August, the APA approved its first set of official guidelines for working with boys and men. The guidelines, 10 and all, posit that males who are socialized to conform to, quote, traditional masculinity ideology are often negatively affected in terms of mental and physical health. They acknowledge that ideas about masculinity vary across cultures, age groups, and ethnicities. But they point to common themes like, quote, anti-femininity, achievement, a shul of the appearance of weakness, and adventure, risk, and violence. Yeah, I mean, I kind of get... In a sense, that it I do think it would be damaging for, let's say, a young boy to be told that he's not a man, he's not tough enough, rah, 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 rah. Mm-hmm. I can understand that that's not a good approach, and maybe in the past, especially among some families, that may have been uh, an, too much of a focus on trying to conform to masculine norms. But at the same time, I think masculinity is really healthy for boys. I think the pursuit of masculine ideals, I mean, if you look at something like uh, the Boy Scouts or something like that, I think that can Mm. be really good for boys, especially when you consider how boys in their play, they tend to be rougher than girls. They have more energy. I think they need a positive outlet for all of that, what could become aggression.
1: There's no doubt about that. I mean, I think that the problem here is... Not that there are problems with toxic masculinity because I think that, you know, if you want to call it that way or just masculinity as a whole, I think that humans are so genetically diverse and, and just socially diverse that, of course, any kind of system that you have applied to all people is going to have problems with it. Do I think that it's a problem that you ask boys to toughen up sometimes? It might be in the short term difficult for them and long term it could be good for them. But all that said is that it's normal to expect that in such a diverse group of of humans uh, that men are you know that masculinity is going to have some drawbacks for some of them but what's the alternative i don't think that there's been a better proposition by the by these people that are pushing this that are saying that okay we just become women right just
0: become women but
1: now what are the new slot of problems (laughs) that are going to happen right
0: right no but it's it's funny because we would never hear a group like the apa talk about toxic femininity and right? mm. you bring up the, point, yeah, yep. men are a large group of people, half the population, uh, or maybe, I don't know, less than a third now. I don't know what kind of like crazy switching people have been doing with their genders. But I mean, I don't even like, I think, blaming things like, let's say, too much aggression on masculinity. Because I think if you look at, and this kind of relates to a piece I did about effeminacy, if you look at what drives people to be overly aggressive and hostile, it's usually things like insecurity, uh, trying to overcompensate for a lack of self-confidence, which when you think about it, really aren't masculine virtues. I I mean, you and I kind of talk about the platonic form of the ultimate man a lot. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, the, the form of the man, what a man should be, he is someone who does have that physical prowess but he he doesn't use it to wrongfully dominate people yeah. in, in a harsh way. That's something that's positively masculine. Jordan Peterson talks about oh, that. Well, that was, a lot.
1: that was one of the one of the more interesting things that I think I took from listening to Jordan Peterson was that, you know, if you if you're a man and you're and you're peaceful, you're you're, you know, you're meek, you're not violent, that's not a virtue unless you have the capability of actually being such. Otherwise, yeah. you're just weak. Like that's there's no, you know, it's not virtuous for you to not to not do something you can't do. Yeah so that's um,
0: just like being
1: it's just like inc- yeah just, yeah exactly it's, yeah it's, you know being being someone that can protect those around you i think is something that, that has been um part of the ideal male for all of human he- history and being able to know the difference as uh, between a hostile and someone that isn't hostile is just a simple virtue i think
0: yeah and it's I mean, I think this stuff is pretty obvious. Yes. I, I mean, Oh, yeah, this is To me, this, should, this, like... isn't a, this isn't a political statement. This no. isn't a right-wing, left-wing thing. But what's scary is like, you know, these, these people, they aren't some random feminist blog that we're picking on, you know, that we found yeah. in the dark corners of the internet. Um, this is the APA, right? The American Psychological Association mm. is saying this kind of stuff in addition to the crazy gender is what you feel sort of thing. So... I mean, to people who have said in the past that, like, oh, this doesn't matter, you're overreacting, it's just SAW nonsense, let people live their lives, but why do you care? It, it matters. Like, these are actual real-world consequences, and I feel really bad for the little boys who are going to be sent to psychologists. Maybe because they're acting out, they have too much uh, energy that's being redirected into, I don't know, unproductive ways to be told that there's something wrong with them, that they should... Uh, try and get away from their masculinity when really what they need is more masculinity in their lives they need people like strong father figures in order to direct them into healthy outputs for their maybe their their energy their their testosterone for lack of a better term
1: so what i think is interesting is one of the prevalent reasons why psychology might have actually bent to the feminist narrative so quickly and without such resistance might be the fact that it's actually a workspace that has been dominated by females for you know, the past 10, 15 years now. Um, Here are some stats on that from from the American Psychological Association. First, in the 1970s, women made up just over 20% of PhD recipients in psychology. In 2005, the last year for which data are available at the time of this information, nearly 72% of new PhDs entering psychology were women. In 2013, for every male active psychologist there were 2.1 female active psychologists in the workforce. This gender gap was even wider for racial and ethnic minority groups.
0: So I think with those stats, obviously we can we can begin to see why the field of psychology might be A, so keen to apparently condemn masculinity because they're all women. Also B, we can't forget that women... Are overwhelmingly more liberal than men are on average, so it and makes probably sense more likely why. to
1: be feminist. Right, exactly. Know, That's uh, what thinks.
0: makes them more likely to embrace things like this radical gender ideology. In response to that, I know some people are going to say, "Oh, what? So you're advocating for more representation of of certain groups so that their viewpoints or interests are being considered?" Blah blah blah. Like, oh, are you are you for diversity quote or something right now? It's like, no, I I wouldn't have a problem with psychology being overwhelmingly female if the females weren't already so ideologically driven right, right.
1: yeah if only women were capable of monitoring themselves
0: if only what <laughs> are you gonna do
1: no i think ultimately like these women if they actually just followed like the empirical data right and, and, and just did science correctly that we wouldn't be having these problems and i think that so what you're saying not... is
0: that the, this is the failure of women to do science correctly yes yes
1: I think that also another explanation for this might not just be in the political leanings of women, but it might also just be in the nature of women. You know, women tend to be more caring and, and interpersonal than men, and you might see that the way that women are behaving towards particularly young boys and, and men as a whole is just kind of adopting that caring mentality, but not not from the masculine perspective. So I, I think it might... Not just be a political thing that that's working behind this. That I think a lot of feminism comes from some of the traits of fe- femininity that are just
0: like the maternal aspects almost. Yeah, and I think we see this as well in the fact that women are also overrepresented in fields like, um, I guess, elementary education, yes. uh, education in general, really. Um, but I think it can similarly be a problem um, when we're looking at the education systems in especially the States and Canada, maybe the UK to a certain extent, I'm not so sure. Um, Because women are the ones who are essentially creating these curriculum, deciding what kids do and when, um, boys, I think, are marginalized a lot by that in that they're they're obviously going to want to be more active with their learning. So maybe they aren't as good at sitting down and being quiet. And I think All of that just contributes to what we're seeing in women really uh, just dominating men in how the current school systems are set up, which then leads to things like women getting more college degrees than men because they have better marks more likely to go into it. And then you have a problem because women tend not to marry men who are less educated than them. But what do women do when there's more of them graduating than men? So whole societal problem we have there um, definitely needs to be addressed. But this kind of leads us to another story, which is similar. And I wonder what the psychologists who came up with the idea that, you know, masculinity can be harmful for men would say about this. Apparently, uh, this is from the Daily Mail, but it's based on an an, an actual academic study. It's not just tabloid gossip. Global study claims males receive the raw end of the deal with harsher punishments for the same crime, compulsory military service, and more deaths at work. So according to the study, the highlights are basically that men are disadvantaged in 91 countries compared to 43 nations for women. The UK, the US, and Australia all discriminate against men more, a study claims. Italy, Israel, and China are harder for women researchers say. Basically, there has been a way of measuring gender equality in societies different countries for a while now, but the researchers who have come out with this new study say that that index that was commonly used and is still commonly used is actually biased toward looking at things that might discriminate against women. So what they've done is they've compiled a lot of data and they also look at things like um, workplace deaths, um, things like being conscripted into military service, things that would affect men more than women, to get a broader picture of what gender equality looks like all over the world. And as Mm. it turns out, and I guess feminism is going to be upset about this, um, in most of the countries, men apparently, according to this measure, have it worse. What's really interesting about all these numbers is that the trend that I'm seeing is that when it comes to the developed world, men are more discriminated against than women, and then when you have the least developed places, it's it's usually the opposite. The women are being discriminated against more. Now, you and I were talking about this briefly. I think it's, it's really hard to try to quantify who has it worse.
1: Yeah. Like, that's... There's not, it's yeah. not easy to get objective numbers in those domains. It's, there's a lot of. Yeah, like men have
0: five oppression points, whereas women have yeah. three. It's really hard. It is. Yeah, especially when you look at the breakdown of, I mean, and this is something that, people who are against feminism bring up all the time when it comes to things like choices, like uh, feminists in the West like to bring up the pay gap. But really, it's just women who are choosing jobs that pay less. So can, right. can that really be a sign of... The 74
1: cents on the dollar thing is pretty pretty well debunked a- a- Exactly, you know, right? And... So can
0: we say that that is a sign of uh, gender discrimination? And I think, um, obviously, the workplace deaths are overwhelmingly male. Like, it's not yeah. even... Cl- I mean, it's essentially 100% male. Um, but can that be... Described as a as a symptom of discrimination, if it is men who are I mean, I, to
1: do I don't this? think it is, and part of me is like, I guess the, I just, as a man, it's like, yeah, well, sure, we do harder jobs, we do things like that, well, harder in a physical sense, yeah. you know, like with the, the majority of people that do construction, which is probably a large part of where those deaths come from, and all other kind of physical domains are are men, and that's part of our calling, and there is, yeah, there is a risk to that, but the alternative is that. Women are doing those jobs as well, and other people. So it's yeah. just. And, and it's... those
0: men who do those jobs are, I mean, at least in the West, they pay more. Like, yep. mean, if you look at jobs like I know, um, construction is actually, I mean, people might. I've seen feminists scoff at construction workers, like, oh, why would we want a low-paying jolly? That's actually, you pay, it pays a heck of a lot more than gender studies, let me tell you. Oh, yeah. Um, and I would hope that men who risk their lives would be fairly compensated for that. But it's just, I, and I know um, somewhere in this, it actually talks about Saudi Arabia apparently disadvantaging men more than women. And when I heard that, I was like, what? Ooh, but yeah. it, it's looking at the, the fact that men have things like conscription. So it's like... Which is worse, mm-hmm. being politically, socially, and uh, maybe in terms of, like, your your religion discriminated against versus, okay, now you actually have to go fight and die. Yeah,
1: well, we're it's, also, like, we're playing a weird zero-sum game here. Where yeah, it's that's like, true. Every, all right. like, <laughs> yeah, like, who's who's more oppressed? There's like, when, plenty
0: of oppression to go around in Saudi Arabia. But the,
1: the answer is, would you like to live in Saudi Arabia? No. Would I like to live in Saudi Arabia? No. no. Like, listen, it's a, it's a crappy place, right?
0: Yeah. So, at... Yeah, so so for stuff like this, I know it's probably going to get, like, the, the MGTOWs and the feminists talking. I think trying to quantify who has it worse out there is not the most productive thing, but I, I will say um, I am glad that at least people, specifically researchers, who have, I guess, their hands on objective data are talking about some of the ways that men don't have it easier. Because, again, this isn't about who has it worse for me, but it's mm-hmm. just I feel like the narrative has become so prominent in the West that you know, women are just by default oppressed. Yeah. And
1: and as a man, I just want to say that I don't have a problem if we do have it a little bit worse on average with these things. Right. I feel like it's, I'm willing to physically put myself on the line instead of my, my female significant other. Right. Yeah. Like that's something that I think is natural and it's, it's an expectation that we men should have for ourselves. Um, that's part of our jobs, but there is also a pretty clear line that we have to draw before everybody, all the mig start yelling uh, <laughs> these angry terms, I guess. But um, there is also an expectation that there has to be equality or or privilege in even other domains, mm-hmm. like like that reflects these kind of discrepancies.
0: Right. And I think that's just kind of what being an adult is about that men have their own particular challenges and maybe benefits. And so do women. We have our own like uh, areas where, yeah, it sucks to be us, but then we are privileged in other areas. So, I mean, like overall, I'm, I'm not angry about this study. I think it's great that people are at least looking into some of these things that, mm. you know, men maybe have the short short end of the stick for because for the longest time that's not been the case. Um, yeah, but I mean, but o- overall, uh, you know, looking at a lot of this stuff, it's just, you know, it's apples to oranges in a lot of ways. Like what's worse, having to i don't know like be overrepresented in workplace deaths or having to be underrepresented in your government like i don't even know how we would begin to choose that and that's the thing it's like we've talked about this before it's that's assuming that men and women are competing against each other when we're really not we're supposed to be on the same team but i think that's all we have to say for now thank you guys so much for tuning in and we'll see you next time